Hi everyone. I am happy to be with you today for our second webinar about blockchain, Chile Direct Digital. And I'm really happy to introduce our guests again. And these are Anastasia Angiova and Steffi Strianov that are our friends from the last time. And um, I'm sorry, there was a bit of uh, interruption, but let's continue. So today we will talk more about blockchain, uh, some insights and some case studies that uh, will present the idea of blockchain and why it's so valuable for us. So I hope you enjoy and I'll give the word to our today's host, which is Steffi, because we tried to make it a bit more interesting for all of us and we switched the part. So Steffi, it's your turn to present uh, Anastasia and enjoy people. Thank you very much, Irina, and uh, welcome everyone to the second part of the conversation. If you have missed the first one, it's available on YouTube. Um, and we recorded it, I think, two weeks ago now. Uh, the topic was women in blockchain and why more women should be um, joining the blockchain space. It was a really interesting discussion. We had a lot of questions from you guys, so we hope um, we'll get some interesting questions today as well. Looking forward to that. You can type them on YouTube or in the chat and we'll be occasionally looking at them. And yes, um, it's us again. Uh, for those who missed the first part, uh, let me quickly say, I'm part of Eternity Ventures team and uh, we're investing in blockchain startups. Uh, we have around 20 companies which we invested in. So my role there is to overlook everything from the operational and marketing side um, to take care um, that uh, all the processes are followed and that we have a clear idea of what we're doing, where we're going, why we're doing it. And the part I enjoy most is, of course, working with the teams because we see amazing ideas every time, everywhere we go around the world. And um, it's really fascinating what you can do with blockchain. But more about that comes in the discussion. So let me quickly say how happy I am that I'm joined with uh, Anastasia. She's one of the faces of the Bulgarian blockchain and um, crypto space. But uh, Anastasia, I'm giving the word to you so you can introduce all the activities that you're doing because it's not just one thing. <laughs> Thank you, Steffi. I'm so humbled already. I'm not sure how I'm going to like uh, now present myself after that. Um, so I've been in the blockchain space for, I think, almost four years now, uh, full time from 2017. Uh, and before that, it was like, uh, for me, my, my story is like uh, really logically led me to, to that technology. Um, so... Uh, I was in the time, I, I, 10 years, I think. So before I uh, dove into blockchain, I was um, working with uh, startups and international investors in Bulgaria, uh, which in invested in those companies also. Uh, then I learned about blockchain, started digging deeper and deeper uh, into different um, uh, projects also that I, I'm sure I'll have like the chance to uh, to dive into more now. Um, I'm also uh, a co-organizer of the Sofia Crypto Meetup. This is the biggest, at least more most active uh, um, crypto uh, community in Bulgaria. 
I would say not only in Bulgaria active because like everyone is is uh, invited. Um, and currently, the calendar for everyone involved in crypto in Bulgaria. So every I think it was last uh, Wednesday of each month, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, it uh, we have uh, now now everything is online, of course. So we have uh, online meetups uh, every last Wednesday of uh, every month with really interesting uh, guests from all around the globe at the moment. Uh, so you can also see the recordings in YouTube or join us online. Um, we start usually at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern European time. What is the topic this month? Is it public already? We, we, it's not public yet. It will, we will announce it soon, but you can, you can follow the, our uh, Facebook page. If you, if you just type in Sofia Crypto Meetup, you will find it. And uh, yeah, we have an ongoing uh, survey at the moment with really cool uh, prizes. They're actually Bitcoins. So um, <laughs> that's one thing. Yes, Steffi, you should go. <laughs> so <laughs> we will really we'll okay. value your, your input and uh, also with uh, a charitable cause. So please do. Yes, yeah, so currently I'm I'm uh, uh, institutional relations uh, director at Nexo. Nexo is uh, the world leading uh, financial institution regulated for uh, digital assets. We're a crypto lending lender ma mainly. You can find us at nexo.io. Uh, what I'm doing is uh, partnerships with uh, institutions uh, and. <laughs> That would be one of my questions today is because I know um, your job description, but before that, I mean, what kind of conversation is this if we do not start with the first question everyone asks you when you enter a room? I know this is happening to you, it's happening to me everywhere I go. And the first thing everyone asks is, I work in blockchain. What is actually blockchain? Last week I was at the seaside in Greece and I get introduced to a lady and the first thing she asks me right there on the beach, was oh, you work in blockchain? Finally, someone to explain me that. <laughs> so, for everyone who missed the intro last time, and for everyone who needs again to try to understand blockchain, Anastasia, what is blockchain? Uh, so we dug into that a bit uh, in the last uh, episode. I'll share just my screen for a second. I try. I always try to find the easiest explanation. Uh, of what blockchain is. So, so just let me share my screen uh, for a second here. Okay. It's just one slide, so don't be <laughs> scared. It's not complicated. No. Yeah, I promised uh, I'll try to explain it uh, in the easiest way. So, Sorry. So, yep. This uh, this is how basically in a picture. Uh, so we have um, individual records, the information cryptographically um, input on a on a ledger, and this those records are called blocks. They're they're. Um, like packed into blocks, let's say, and each block has a hash. They're linked, linked to get, together in a chain. That's why it's a blockchain. We call it a blockchain. Actually, it, it, initially, it wasn't called a blockchain. 
And uh, this has this is the interesting thing that actually makes um, um, that actually says what what uh, is very important to what blockchain is. Just let me stop sharing. Yeah, so so uh, a hash is something like uh, um, it's very important to, to explain what it is uh, because it's um, it will help us understand the projects that actually are solving very um, are so, solving a lot of, for example, socioeconomic problems. Uh, these blocks are co connected. The, uh, each block has a unique hash. A hash we can imagine as a unique fingerprint. Uh, this hash, the, the hash function, uh, most used uh, one is the SHA-256. I'll show you something that's very interesting. You can hash anything. You can hash the, the my name, just Anastasia, or you can hash um, like a whole chapter of a book, for example. Um, let me just show you something and, and it will clear many things up. Uh, how it works and why it's tamper-proof, why this information cannot be accessed. It can be accessed, it cannot be tampered with. So. Okay. Uh, and just a second. In yes. The meantime, <laughs> anyone has yes. feel free to drop them. We'll interrupt Anastasia, we'll ask her anything. So if anything is left unclear to you, now is the time to raise a hand and ask. Okay, so I'm sharing my screen now, again, just a second. Okay, so let's try, here is, I haven't even used it. You can literally hash, like in this, in this, um, here you can hash, um, like, information. Um, just a second, sorry. So let's do this with my name. Sorry for that. And here it is. And this hash, you can you can you can try it uh, with whatever you want. This hash is, is always the same. Um, so we can try with. Um, it's always the same for my name, for example, for for the information I have input. Here I, I hashed uh, Steffi's name, and it's a totally different one. And basically, it's a unique uh, hash. So every, um, if we go back to blockchain, uh, every block uh, has has its own. Um, I stopped sharing, right? <laughs> it has its own uh, unique hash. If you go back in in time and want to change the information in one block, you have um, the hash changes right, would change right away. So actually it makes it like firstly impossible uh, because you have to change all the rest of the blocks uh, to date because every block besides its own hash has the hash of the previous tamper-proof chain. So uh, why am I explaining all that? Um, it's like oh, that unique structure that uh, uh, that blockchain presents with uh, all the hashes, it's, it it makes it super secure and resilient to any sort of data modification, as I tried to explain. Uh, and this is like where most of the, the implications of uh, the technology lie. So, um, 
Firstly, um, one of the first uh, things is uh, to, to say about blockchain is that uh, there is no central authority that governs blockchain. Um, so this makes it, um, um, it, it makes it completely a democratized system. And secondly, um, since the provided information is immutable, what I tried to explain why it is immutable, uh, it can be easily shared, it's made open, it can be made open to the public, uh, which allows for really unparalleled um, levels of transparency. So it's, it's the many, many features of blockchain. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, blockchain has many uh, positive sides, immutability, um, but what is, what is the one thing that excites you most about blockchain? That's an interesting question, by the way. Uh, just one, yeah, that would be really hard. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I would say, um, yeah, I would say transparency. I can actually, I'll, I'll show you later actually how, how transparent, how, how easy it is to, to see transactions there. And, uh, and speed, it's not one. Speed of transactions. So, and, okay, one last thing. <laughs> okay, that was hard. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. A lot of people are wondering, you know, we, we hear about blockchain for a couple of years now. Even though the technology as an idea is quite not new. I would, I would not say old, but it's not new. But in the main public stream of information, the name blockchain is popping up every now and then. We discussed last time, Facebook, you know, all the big corporations looking and um, uh, exploring ways to use blockchain. So I was, I was wondering, when do you think we'll be starting actually to use blockchain in our daily lives without, you know, thinking too much of it? When will be the mainstream point when we all hope to, to see how, how do you see things this question is also very hard uh, to answer to be honest because it's um, it's something in between my wishful and every blockchain evangelist let's say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an evangelist wishful thinking and the reality and uh, if you ask me this like uh, three years ago, I would say like in two years, any moment now. But as we see, we're, we're really far from, um, from, from adoption. Every new technology. Show you again um, a screen. That's uh, why um, everyone was really excited when, you know, the cryptocurrency was peaking. A lot of projects were gaining financial... Um, Independence, let's call it like this. Uh, so there was a lot of money in the crypto space. Um, the prices were crazy. Everyone was talking about the market, and then we all were hopeful that. And it's just about now that the things will, will become mainstream. And it, it was interesting for me to hear your perspective now, and we are a little bit more sober and uh, more realistic in the middle of a global pandemic. How, how do you see things? Well, for, for every new technology, it's, um, uh, you have a really, really tough time and uh, um, a curve that I'll show in a second uh, that explains very well where we are and, and in, in the adoption. Uh, so every new technology has this... solves. Um, it's not just some, some awesome new technology that just emerged and now we're thinking uh, where to implement it. Um, 
uh, this one really solves um, problems that we have had for centuries. Um, uh, problems um, in, in our social life, in, in uh, economics. Uh, it solves um, like, like the different and, and uh, problems that we have solved, maybe have a solution to. Um, we can find a better one with, with blockchain. So when adoption uh, comes, uh, I would say when we have, um, when, when we really, um, like l l just one last thing to, to go, like to explain before, before I answer. There, uh, there are different regions in the world that have, uh, for example, in uh, adoption wise are here and we are here. Um, or in different uh, in different um, stages in different industries, for example, um, we have the whole region of Africa unbanked and underbanked that are way ahead of us in adoption because um, transactions with um, through blockchain are are really fast. Uh, you can um, very cheap, secure, uh, and very affordable. You can just download uh, a wallet on your on your uh, phone, which is free, um, and and uh, send or receive uh, all over the world for with no fees. For us, it's a bit hard to understand because we we do the same. We just we have uh, mobile applications with our banks, and um, and we can also like transact for maybe not not that's uh, not for free, but still. Uh, so that was my point. As urgent, if I can just interrupt you. So the, the need for this technology is not as urgent with us because we have alternative ways, not as good maybe, but still alternative ways, and uh, it's hard to understand how quickly it can change lives. Um, yeah, in a way, uh, it is. I would say it's not that urgent in a way because we have some solutions, but um, and and just there is slow, let's say, slow adoption. Uh, in a way, but not not in everything. For example, the, the example that I gave with uh, money transfers uh, in the unbanked regions uh, is one of only one of the solutions. Uh, the financial sector is only one. So we have many others. Uh, for example, in in the healthcare system, this is a unique case of um, uh, health records on like uh, on the blockchain. So uh, accessing, not being able, to, not uh, not being able to to tamper with, and so on. Uh, imagine, for example, like a world where where you can go wherever and and all all your like it's safe and still accessible all your information about your health. But then you have governments. Uh, you need. Um, uh, I don't say that all governments are are. Um, tough in this sense. Uh, they're very forward-looking ones. I was about uh, to ask exactly this question. Which countries do you think are um, doing, I'll not say great, but uh, are going into the blockchain direction? Because we all know there is a, the European Union has formed a working group, I think two years ago now, which um, has members from almost all countries and they are exploring different blockchain solutions and use cases. Um, but which countries do you think are, you know, forward thinkers and already working on such use cases? Uh, I was literally just uh, just going there because uh, those countries are are the ones that already have like a really high level of adoption. So when we uh, 
talk about generally the world. It's one thing when we talk about different regions or in this case, like different countries is totally different. So my favorites, uh, we've talked about, about that like maybe many times. Uh, one of my favorites is Estonia. It's actually the first one to establish a blockchain based um, e-residency. Uh, it is, I think it's the first, yeah. Um, it is like genuinely digital in every sense. Uh, and is either already implementing block blockchain in, or is to implement blockchain in uh, healthcare, in the banking system, um, in e-governance, as I said. Uh, there are many companies that are uh, based there. Um, actually, the... Yeah, um, they even, they, um, sorry for that. I uh, wanted to say uh, the Ethereum Foundation is actually in another country that I really love uh, uh, for blockchain adoption. Uh, so really front runners in Europe. Um, another one that is also on governmental uh, level is, um, has really, really, um, is very digital friendly, uh, is uh, the United Arab Emirates mm -hmm. uh, that pioneers in so many ways, even, even uh, promising that we'll have um, by 2021, they will have a fully blockchain powered government. They're already working on that. There, yeah, there are many countries that are already even testing um, uh, the centralized uh, a central bank um, CBDC, central bank digital currency. Uh, well, China, we cannot like uh, exclude China here. They're, they're already like on already testing um, the currency. Uh, Estonia, by the way, I think also were the first uh, to implement uh, e-voting on a blockchain, which is also like uh, an amazing use case. Yeah, I will quickly interrupt because we already have two questions. Um, yeah. Let me just start with the second one. I think it, it fits better with the topic, then I'll go to the first one. Um, Elisabetta is writing, adoption is already here, but in the finance sector, don't you think? Uh, well, I'm... What do you think? Well, I'm in the finance sector. What can I say? Yeah, it is. This is the, the first uh, um, most... You have you have really easy um, solutions for the fintech, uh, and I'm in fintech at the moment. So of course, yes, it is for sure, but not only. Um, we have also uh, what can I give as an example? Even here in Bulgaria. So if we're talking about Bulgaria, favorite uh, cases also generally for blockchain, and here in Bulgaria as a as a. Uh, blockchain-related company is uh, the use case of charity uh, and donations generally. So we have an amazing uh, project, a Bulgarian one, uh, bithope.org. You can you can look at it, um, which is a great case in itself. Also, not not only like generally bithope. Um, so in charity, uh, this is a Bulgarian. In charity, the cases you have transparency. Um, uh, your donations uh, are going exactly where they should go. You see what part is um, is used for what, by whom, and so on. Like by whom it's pseudonymous. I don't I don't mean that you see exactly the names and everything. 
So let me again share you, share you my reflection um, in um, In, in charity, you just donate it. Usually, you don't know what, what's happening after with uh, with your donations. So let me just yeah, okay, search for it. I'm sorry for, for I, it's it's not that I have uh, slow internet. It's just uh, I'm really um, I have too too many things open, <laughs> working on too many things at the same time. So so that's um, um, that's the site of BitHope. So let's go just in campaigns and see one of them. Uh, this is the first one actually in Bulgaria. That um, um, first NGO that is uh, uh, managing donations uh, purely in uh, crypto, mainly Bitcoin. Okay, let's yeah, let's take this one. It's offering. So just look at that. You you have here um, the address. You can also like use the uh, the QR code. I'm just copying the address. And I, I can, you can click on donate now. You can do it with your uh, with your phone, just with the QR code. I just want to show you uh, the campaign address um, where actually what donations have um, uh, they received and like where they are going. And BitHope actually are, are giving really user friendly information afterwards. So let's go to. You can take it in a in an explorer. Explorer, I'm using the blockchain.com on for Bitcoin. User friendliness is a keyword in blockchain. When, when yes. Blockchain. So every, at least when we work with startups, um, uh, one of the things we try to, to always tell them is uh, speak in a human language and uh, please be user friendly. Because you know you have to click there and then do that and then you you let you scan it you do so every time there is something user friendly we applause basically so yeah let's see how user friendly is to see all the transactions exactly uh, uh, while you were saying that it's it it would be way if uh, um, my computer wasn't like overloaded so we have a BTC and the Bitcoin cash address so I'll go to the BTC one this is the still I just copied the address in the search of the campaign so 11 transactions here you can see all of them where uh, who has sent it uh, to which address here is the address of the um, and so on and here so, so not fake not uh, changed, yeah. not manipulated in any way. You can see the amount. You can see uh, like the amount received, the balance. If something goes out of here, it will be here in the in the ledger. You'll see like where it's um, uh, where it was sent. So really transparent, uh, tamper-proof. Um, all the features of, of blockchain, like uh, amazing use case for charity, actually share so much. Uh, solves sorry so much, but yeah, I wouldn't say to be honest. Like I want to show how easy it is to to uh, see an address or a transaction in blockchain. I I understand it's not that easy. If you don't know it, you have to Google it, uh, read for the first time. Uh, you won't be sure which one, like what to copy, where to paste it, and so on. 
That's true. The keyword here would be user friendliness. Yeah. And just because we saw a lot of transactions and this links very good with the first question, how sensitive data is protected in terms of privacy and transparency when using blockchain? So how to protect your data? Um, uh, that's that's a very good question because actually this is this is what blockchain is. Uh, this is one of the basics. Um, so um, if you don't want to share uh, anything, like in these transactions that I just showed you, you just see the address. So if you haven't uh, uh, put a note, for example, this is me Anastasia Angelova and so on, and this address is mine and I live here and here. And so on, nobody will know. It's it's um, in this case it's anonymous. Uh, by the way, there are currencies uh, projects that have native currencies, um, uh, like native for for um, the specific uh, blockchains, like uh, Monero, for example, which are totally uh, anonymous. So generally, about uh, about information and protecting information, um, it it is uh, for now. Um, I don't know about hacks of blockchain. I, it's uh, virtually unhackable. Uh, and the information you input, for example, if I want to, to share with Steffi um, some, some documents, for example. I want, like, when people say put on blockchain, you don't really, like, go and upload them. It's, it's really... It's by its in its essence, it's a database, but actually, it's the worst database possible because it's slow uh, to to input that much information. Uh, it's just not efficient. So what will I do? I'll go, for example, on a um, server or better um, a cloud server, uh, safely secure whatever documents I want to share with with Steffi, and then cache them the way I showed you. <laughs> Uh, with, a, with a hashing function and just input the hash, for example, in a smart contract. And um, it would be if, if Steffi, for example, um, if we're we, um, playing poker and she just like wins and the documents of my car are in there, she, like, like, the, <laughs> you know, like we do. With the, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, but uh, the thing is, I don't have a car, so <laughs> it, will, it will be something else. My cat, for example, I don't know. So, so all the documents are there the moment uh, she wins. That's a, uh, actually a very good use case. The first one to implement smart contracts is uh, to introduce, actually, not, not implement is Ethereum. So um, it can be an IoT device. It can be like a lawyer that uh, we don't know that just goes there and says uh, an oracle. It's called an oracle. It can be like just an IoT device that, that uh, by, by my pulse would say, yeah, she lost. And um, input that date in the, in the smart contract and say, yeah, Anastasia just lost. So all the papers of the car go to Steffi. That's it. Easy as that. So uh, it's visible. That's the kind of smart contract I would like to have. You know, I just I just thought about it. It's it's a nice use case, right? So about about the question, it's visible. The, the hash is visible, but you don't know what's behind the hash. For example, it's super, it's very secure. Uh, same with with um, like uh, with many things. As I as I explained, uh, how blockchain works and how important actually is the hashing function function there. So I think everyone watching right now is really convinced how much knowledge you have 
about the technology and how you know advanced you are in using that using it. So I will revert to uh, okay, just final question maybe. Great mm -hmm. that blockchain cannot be hacked, but does this mean also that blockchain is immune to errors? Oh, nice one. Uh, that's a very nice one. Of course, it's not immune to errors because behind it, behind it are protocols like it's mathematics. Cryptography and mathematics is behind blockchain generally, and it's not from yesterday. Like uh, uh, cryptography is like here for for maybe almost half a century. Mathematics, I'm not even like saying way before us. So um, of course, it's not immune to uh, to errors because also behind it are people. So mm -hmm. where you have people, you have errors, but it's not it's not only that. Uh, like bugs are found and and correct it and so on. But the good thing is here that firstly, when we say blockchain, we mean generally, if we don't specify, we mean public blockchain. And uh, the code is open. So everyone can go uh, review. Um, so it's like, it's, it's a decentralized open source uh, technology. So it is not immune to hacks, but it's, it's meaning, um, bearing in mind that we have already a really big um, community. Uh, so many developers are, are working on so many projects. And uh, even just uh, literally yesterday, I saw, um, I saw in um, one of the news, I'm, news channels I'm following, um, one blockchain project. Uh, <laughs> and just uh, posted the, the error and it was corrected. Nice. So of course, um, yes. This. So we are women in blockchain, and I'm asking you because this is one of the questions. Um, at first, uh, when I always hear it, at first I was like, again, the same old topic. But when I joined blockchain, I saw that there is a sense in this question. So, how do you feel as a woman working in blockchain space? <laughs> uh, that that can be actually asked, I think, only by another woman because. Yeah. Firstly, and this is part of the answer, men don't don't really think about it, to be honest. It's like, um, honestly, at the moment I'm, I'm basically most of the time the only woman on the whole floor with, with guys, uh, not to say like half of them are traders. So it's, um, I'm, I'm totally happy uh, how I'm being treated and everything. But to be honest, in the beginning, I was very, I had like serious pressure that I am not allowed to make mistakes, which is not true. You're allowed like every human being to, uh, to make mistakes. But I was over preparing for everything. I wanted, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even peek. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a word if, uh, if I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's the case. While all the guys around me, when I got in, into the community and into, into blockchain generally were, were discussing stuff, they were wrong. Like, like one is one is saying, yeah, you're wrong. Actually, it's it's totally different. It's this. Oh, no problem. I was afraid to say anything because I thought I had, as a woman, I had no, um, I couldn't be wrong. The yeah. once I'm wrong, and you're totally, you have a cross on you, and that's that's it. You're out. And I just joined the boys club, you know. And that's and now when I look back at it, it's so wrong because I, I missed so many opportunities, like to. Um, to voice my thoughts, to uh, get into a discussion and so on. I have a very, like, uh, actually now a fun story. It wasn't maybe that, that fun like uh, back in the days. Um, I was invited for a panel by, um, actually by all the active uh, 
communities in Bulgaria that's um, female in tech communities. Uh, really great event, but all the panelists, all the speakers were guys. I, I was the only, only girl there. Uh, this was some three, three years ago, I think. And uh, when we sat like almost in a line um, in front of the audience, the audience, yeah, they were like maybe 90, 90 percent women. But the speakers were guys, and I was the only one. Um, so they were just passing them. They knew each other, and they were passing the microphone to, to one another. They, they knew uh, who, who is like, they're passing like uh, uh, the words uh, and, and questions and so on. And at some point, I wanted to say something, but I couldn't. I couldn't, like, I should have raised a hand or something. It, it's weird. So I just grabbed the microphone and answered like one of the questions, and it was like, okay. They started passing it actually to me. It was I was relieved and it, like I, I I could say something and then like even from there um, uh, there there goes that uh, meet me at some event and like I remember you from that first event like in uh, like three years ago and so on. And then I went to the organizers and thanked them because it was the first event I went to. I, I was invited to as a as a. I was like, I was, I was so, um, like, I had, like, pressure and everything. Yeah, yeah, and it was validation for me, exactly. And I, and I went to the organizers and thanked them so much. I was so humbled to be invited uh, to this event as, a, as an expert, to the expert panel. And the organizer was like, don't worry, you were just the only, the only woman we found in the space in Bulgaria. And I was like... Yeah. <laughs> I had a similar experience on a conference which was about technology and one of the main focuses was blockchain so I was frontline um, and there was one panel about the space in Bulgaria, what is happening in the blockchain space in the Bulgaria. So the guy who organized the panel just invited guys because that's, you know, his, his boys club, you know, and you know, this guy and that guy and that guy, so it was just boys and um, I know them all uh, and so when they're hustling, you know, trying to, to start everything and getting ready, I just looked at the moderator and asked, did you really only invite boys? Are there only boys in Bulgaria in the blockchain space? And he just looked around and said, hey, you're right. Come on, Joe, put me on the stage. Come on, come on. And I was like, yeah, of course not. But, you know, I don't think they, they think about it that way because, you know, you're my buddy, I'm your buddy, and it's great to, to exchange ideas. But at the end of the day, there are amazing women in the blockchain space in Bulgaria. Um, women who work as you said twice as hard to prove that they know it, that they can be here. And uh, uh, me coming from retail and FMCG, I can only say that I haven't seen, you know, this type of. It, it's not a visible division, but you obviously as a woman feel the pressure to perform twice as much to show that you know it and you got it and uh, you have the right to be here. So um, I was thinking one day that maybe if you're not as pushy or uh, confident at one point, it's really hard for a woman to, to lean on, you know, to, to ask for a seat on the table, to ask to be invited. And I, I'm happy that you shared exactly the same experience. So what advice would you give to anyone who is in blockchains and, uh, blockchain and want to be noticed, um, that they feel that they've not been noticed, that their work is not noticed, that they want to show more of them themselves, but they may be afraid. Uh, 
Um, that's um, like that's firstly, it's very important uh, for everyone that wants to wants to be heard to just go and speak. Speak for yourself. Nobody will give you just the word. Nobody will will uh, will. You need to be maybe a bit pushy in a way, but you need to speak for yourself because nobody will will give you a word. And of course, you don't know everything. I even overheard uh, recently some guys. I'm not gonna say names, you know. And yeah, she knows. She knows a lot. She's really trying to show how much she knows, but she doesn't know everything. Of course, you don't know everything. Like, of course, you don't. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that that I know a lot, but still, of course, you don't know everything. So, so it's totally okay to ask. It's it's uh, totally okay to not be right all the time. Uh, just go and if you're th there is so like there are so many resources now. We're we're already actually we're already going into another adoption um, adoption stage that that uh, you're not you don't just have like the technical as as uh, Steffi mentioned. Only the technical part. You have many. Um, you, you have many influencers, uh, um, people that that are translating the technology to, to to in a normal language. You can just go and uh, search and just educate yourself. Um, so, and if you want to get into into blockchain, it's uh, for me instead. For example, it, it's education er errors and and. Um, um, and fails also um, a lot of uh, we went through like a lot of projects I think not uh, in my case not only blockchain ones I had many that actually uh, it shouldn't be blockchain 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 um, most of the projects I have worked with they have nothing to do with blockchain they just come to me with with a solution they have read something somewhere just like everyone can do and say well I see here something uh, I see here like a good case for, I hear it's a good case for uh, supply chain management, for example, my, my company is in that uh, space, uh, can you please help me with this and that? And I'm like, actually, uh, this is not your main problem. This is another, you have another one that, that another blockchain, because we say blockchain, but blockchains are very different, can solve for you. And I just go and, and, and um, communicate in, in a normal language how it done and just go in and do the project so yeah that's my advice great um i think we have a few minutes left um for questions so if anyone would like to join the discussion share their experience ask a question directly raise your hand uh and uh, we'll be happy to to put you into the discussion and you know listen to your story how you joined blockchain and um, yeah, what you're excited about, um, because obviously we're really excited and uh, um, blockchain is a great, great solution and we believe in it and we work in it and we do hope one day there will be more women because it feels a little bit lonely, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but there, there are more and more and the ones that, um, uh, let's say, that really make it, they're, they're very different from men, as I mentioned uh, in the last uh, session uh of our web webinar uh, they're very approachable so you can literally go on and write with and one more thing for example yeah yeah Sorry. Not approachable but i think also willing to help each other because that's at least exactly uh you, you want like when when um when you're invited to like 
us, I cannot even imagine, especially for 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 a cause like that, women in tech that I'm I'm being like advocating for, like generally for women empowerment for for as long as I've been in uh, in tech, not even in blockchain. Um, it's uh, we're always willing to. You can you can find us in LinkedIn and, for example, Twitter also. Uh, and just ask us questions, whatever you have. If you don't want to like uh, ask now, we, we'll prove that we're approachable and we're really, really willing to help. And I've noticed that with many women, I haven't heard anyone just uh, refusing um, uh, even a small event. I'm not saying about uh, like a scam event or something. Uh, even if it's a smaller event and you're a bigger even name, um, I don't say men don't but that's a very that's a thing i've seen um uh seen like from women i think we have i we have a raised hand by the way Bozana Shoskova. how do you see yes. that hello <laughs> thank Hi. you for the inspiring talk uh i want to also jump uh jump in from your last uh, uh topic for the for how, as a woman, we feel in a blockchain and how, how we started. So I, uh, I just wanted to share also my uh, story because it's quite uh, different <laughs> how I came. Uh, actually, I, am, uh, I came from a totally different background. I didn't work in tech industry. I also, I was uh, mainly working for event management, but uh, generally within the even cultural and NGO sector, which was totally different. But to me, uh, to be honest, uh, four years ago, I started hearing a lot about blockchain and at the beginning, everything sounded so like in a movie, so unimaginable, untouchable, but also very inspiring. So for me, just um, noticing this around me, uh, I wanted to dig into the information to find out what is all about it. And uh, I sense that it's, it is the future. And at the end, it's all about the person. So if a person is willing to, to be involved in the, in the future and to leave a mark somehow, uh, which was very important to me, I, um, I decided that uh, this might be my new path. <laughs> so um, I started looking more about, uh, about the technology, about the companies involved within, also, just uh, without even looking for for this this information, I uh, I start noticing events which are were happening. For example, that time I was living in Vienna, and the first event was happening around the energy sector, and I I found this very inspiring how blockchain could help with the um, tracking, storing energy, etc. And later on, also, I I was uh, uh, involved with the organization of one event. Uh, for for escape room, which wanted to create a token for for escape rooms globally, so that people could uh, pay with these tokens wherever, whenever they go to escape room in the world. So to me, this this started to to feel really inspiring, and uh, it was really easy for me to to start working in the industry. Um, because it's really, it's first it starts with your personal interest and then you just, as an individual, as every new thing that you start, you just start educating yourself 
And at the end, it doesn't matter if you're female or male, because uh, blockchain is just um, it's just one name. But at the end, the industry and uh, the companies or startups, at the end, we all are people behind. So it's not the technology, it's the people behind this. And if the people are welcoming and friendly as they are usually in the tech, it doesn't matter if you are female or male. So this was my personal experience. And I'm very grateful to be also in this team because it really doesn't matter what type of gender you are, even neutral. <laughs> like it doesn't matter because at the end we are humans and uh, this is all about it. It's the human connection, not the technology. This and is the thing I wanted to share with you. Thank you so Thank much. You. It's a really great story and it, it does show that it, you don't have to have a specific background. Uh, blockchain at the moment is looking for people of all backgrounds. Um, basically your experience, no matter which industry it is, it's valuable and it will be valuable for a blockchain startup. And I'm really happy that uh, Bujana shared her experience um, and I hope that this can be um, a good finishing line for the call today. Um, Anastasia, any final words for anyone considering joining blockchain space? Why? I, I just wanted to, uh, the only thing that I thought of now is uh, that I had so many use cases lined up and I'm not just thinking about all that I didn't share, but I'm sure we have a, a, a chance to share more. Uh, as Bujana said, um, one of the things that, that I have also noticed doesn't matter whether we are uh, very eager to share their knowledge. So, um, yeah, those just are ask. Just ask, exactly. Just ask. And don't be afraid and to ask. And don't be afraid to to um, show that you don't know something because blockchain is a white space. I don't know in everything, Anastasia doesn't know everything, but uh, there is always someone to help you understand. And uh, yeah, you, you don't have to be ashamed. You just have to lean on, ask for your position and, uh, and get started. It's easy as that, I think. Totally agree. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anastasia. It was really nice uh, speaking to you. Hope to see you in person soon. And Me too, Steffi. Everyone enjoyed the discussion as I did. And uh, I hope you inspired a little bit the blockchain um, in everyone's head. Thank you, too, Steffi. It was a pleasure. Uh, we can talk like that forever, I think. <laughs> thank you very much. And thank, uh, thank you, everyone, for, uh, for being with us. Uh, thank you for taking part. Uh, I can believe actually how many questions and uh, um, an interest we, we have had in this amazing day outside. Uh, thank you and see you soon. Yeah. Thank you. Irina, thank you, but we don't, we don't hear you. Sorry. Uh, I want to thank you girls for this amazing uh, event and the things you said were really interesting for all of us. And I would like to invite all of you uh, to join us in our next uh, online event, which will be on July 30, and will be about women in science. Ooh. We have uh, really interesting guests, but I will keep them secret for the moment. Uh, so keep uh, tuned, uh, watch our Facebook and Instagram profiles.
And uh, don't forget to join our uh, annual conference, Chibidera Digital, on September 17th. Thank you very much and see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Ru. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.